0: Hello and welcome to Scopy Radio. My name is Daniel Johansson,
1: and I'm Maureen Smith.
0: And it's sounding board. <laughs> what?
1: Was that a fart?
0: Well, no, it was the did chair you fart. No.
1: I think you farted.
0: <laughs> I definitely did not fart. I would not have a problem with being like, I farted. You know, you didn't do the song.
1: Oh. <laughs> I was distracted by what I thought was a fart. I thought we were gonna start over.
0: Well, it's a little too late. L- a <laughs> little too late now. Too little too late. That's fine. How are you, Mo? Sif? Fur you know?
1: Uh, I'm good. Mea? That's my God given name. Mm-hmm. Um I'm pretty good. Um I am I feel I feel good because I feel like I've got more of a handle on my schedule yeah. now that the opera's over. Um, for those that don't know, I was in um, an opera with Chicago Fringe Opera and the schedule took over my life. And so I'm I'm I had a lot of fun doing it. I'm I'm just like grateful that um, I have my schedule back.
0: Yeah. And it's been really nice, like getting back into the swing of things, with the podcast, you know,
1: it really has. We've
0: done like three episodes since we've since then.
1: I think we've done more than three.
0: In the past, like week, we've done three episodes. Like this week already, we have two episodes, which is great because like for the last three weeks, we've done like one a week.
1: Yeah, it's been it's been not it's been very in- inconsistent, but I I was grateful for the break. Yeah. Um. Like I.
0: I missed y'all. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie.
1: Well, and actually, so usually, little insider info into like the, our process is that it's usually Daniel who uh initiates the recording of a sounding board but like to give you a a sense of where my head is at like this is a sounding board that i initiated so that's i mean just to give you a sense of like apparently i in my head i'm like i've got time yeah (laughs) which is great it's a really good feeling yeah absolutely to feel like i have time to do something i enjoy so that's cool
0: my current how i'm doing is probably very relevant to what i know you want to talk about which is just like i feel so sore yeah I, um, we've been going to the gym, we've been going to the gym for the past two weeks, and we've, like, picked up a nice workout uh, tradition, and, like, you know, my schedule is such that I'm home a lot, and I'm home a lot, like, and I clean a lot, and so I'm on my legs, knees, and, like, legs, and, and, uh, body a lot, like, I I walk around the house a lot, actually, I'm realizing, I'm realizing now, because my legs are so fucking sore... (laughs) So that I'm like, wow, I use my legs all of the time, like so, <laughs> more than than other times I've been sore in my life. This is a serious detriment to my life, like the lifestyle yeah. that I lead now being home, working from home, like and needing to clean and, you know.
1: Yeah, no, it's actually so um, yesterday. We had like, we had like a 45 minute window that we could go to the gym. And so I was like, okay, we pulled in, we pulled into my gym's parking garage at 345. Um, and I was like, we got to be, we got to be out of here by 430. Cause we got to be a
0: little further away from you, the mic. Yeah. Okay.
1: <clears throat> um, we got to be out of here by four. Is, that, is this better?
0: You just hit those peas, and you always oh. have. And I don't mean like that. I just mean like, you've got strong peas.
1: I do I do have strong yeah, keys. I'm
0: not yeah that, like I that's what I'm kind of recognizing like you know we've finally been able to have like isolated microphones I'm totally cutting you off you are dead how's air, it feel huh? dead air huh
1: mm-hmm I'm gonna I'm letting you sit in it is it comfortable cutting me off
0: I just <laughs> was Yeah, I mean I I've there are, have been other times in which I've cut someone off and felt terrible about it and normally I do feel terrible about it. But in this case, well, I don't know why I don't feel bad about it. Well, that's
1: it. been sounding board. <laughs> <laughs> and she and killed it, him. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh. So we pulled into the. It is sound wise. Is this better? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Um. So we pulled into the parking garage at three forty five, and I was like, we gotta be out of here by four thirty because we had an interview. Uh, yesterday's interview with Random Acts Theater. We had an interview scheduled with them at five thirty. Uh. So we we get in. It's like three fifty, and I was like, okay, we just gotta check in. We're going to do our thing. We're going to work out for, like, a solid, like, 35 minutes. Be in the car by 4.30. You're going to take a shower. It's going to work out great. So we get there, and I check in, and Daniel... Um, can I take? Checked. Can I
0: t- tell thirty seconds of the story because this is my favorite part. Just because, like, now this is the experience of me being a guest that you at the gym that you have a membership. Yeah. So,
1: to. so, yeah. Go for it.
0: Well, yeah. So Maureen has the membership to this gym. We do this thing where she has the membership, and then I don't want to have to pay for a membership because I'm like tragically poor. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, like the dynamic of Maureen being the one that's not tragically poor, she's the one that can afford a membership and then I'm just mooching off of her membership. But what that means is that the gym that we're at is kind of an affordable gym kind of. Um, but I have to I have to talk to a person. and I think that's that little bit is just supposed to be like the thing that gets me to sign up for a membership one day, you know where they're like, oh, you wouldn't have to actually talk to a person. If you just paid us whatever it is a month, $25 a month or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's that happened and it was 350 and it was this thing and the.
1: Yeah. So so in order for Daniel to be checked in at the at my gym, um, his name is like underneath my name. On, in their membership log, and they just have to, like, clock him in. He shows an ID, and then we're usually good to go.
0: Yeah, and but this time, Fit Guy came up to me and was like...
1: No, no, no. Fit Guy checked us in and said, like... He was like, oh, like, what are you two gonna... Like, what are you working on today? And I was like, oh, well, you know, I'm probably gonna do, like, upper body. And Daniel's like, I'm gonna be on the row machine. He was like, do you want to work with a trainer today?
0: And we're, I was like, no. <laughs> y-
1: yeah, well, we were both we were both initially like, now nah, we're good. And he was like he was like it'll be free. And my fitness background is such that in Milwaukee when um I had no expenses except for paying off my student loans. Uh I worked with a trainer and it made a big difference in my life. Yeah, and,
0: no, yeah. Yeah,
1: and so I I have a good experience with trainers. It um it made me like really have no shame when it comes to me being in the gym because yeah. like you know, I, I kind of know how fit people think and how fit people think is they don't care about anyone, what anyone else is doing in the gym. Mm-hmm. And knowing that I'm like, oh, well I can just do whatever the fuck I want and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um. And so like, I feel really good about working with trainers because I've, I've started, I've started at zero and worked my way up to. Six out of ten, <laughs> and and I'm I'm back down to about a one, and I'd like to you know whatever. So he so he was like it's free, and I was like yeah sure I could work with a trainer, and then he looks at Daniel and he's like do you want to work with a trainer too? And
0: I was like no. But well so because the thing is like I'm at a point especially with that day I knew we had stuff after like I'm at a point where like it's not so much a, I'm not afraid of exercise like I love working out like I love getting exercise I love doing active activities um I though very much think about like my one of my weird Virgo rising OCDs that I very much think about like how much time a certain thing is going to take so like in my head I was like okay we're gonna get in here and then it's gonna take 30 minutes and then after 30 minutes we'll be done and I can like have time before the interview and stuff like that so as soon as he was like oh do you want a training session I was like you sir are going to add 10 minutes onto my time (laughs) This is going to now take forty minutes at least, and it and the at least I think is the key word here.
1: Yeah. So we sit down with a trainer. He talk. He's talking to us. So this is so. Here. So this is where it starts to get like because like I am very body positive. Mm-hmm. Like I am very deeply invested in the idea that. People don't need to lose weight in order to be happy. I feel that people can be happy and healthy and beautiful at any size. It doesn't matter. Like, your life is happening right now. Your life, you know, doesn't start once you hit that goal weight. Like, live your shit. Do what makes you happy. Listen to your hunger cues. Like, do, do whatever makes you happy and and love yourself as you are.
0: Right. It's like personal lifestyle building.
1: Exactly. To me. Like- yeah, and and so I'm so we're sitting down, and we're talking about our fitness goals. And the whole reason I started to go back to the gym, and I told him this, I was like, I have really bad anxiety, and I know that what hap- I know that something that helps me with my anxiety is a fitness routine. So I'm just trying to get a fitness routine back into my life. And he was like, "Okay, but I mean like do you have any like weight loss goals and i was like i don't
0: yeah like two overweight folks walk into a gym and it's like they must be trying to get skinny and it's like i mean like i I, i'm like it's a thing that is a, a thing i guess but it's not something that it's not the reason same thing for me like the reason why for me i wanted to start working out it again was because I just like I'm on my feet a lot during the day. Mm-hmm. I actually am more active now and I just want to feel comfortable doing that. Right. I don't I don't need like muscle because that's the other thing it was very like gendered experience that I was having because it was very much like oh well do you want to get big man like do you want to Yeah,
1: like- he was like do you want to do you want to shed fat build muscle? Like yeah. it was like it was like one word. Shed fat build muscle. So you my man Do you want to shed fat Build muscle And what I will say Is that the guy Who we worked with Oh yeah So nice Mm -hmm. Super cool Like all in all Considering that We were in a fitness facility These are fitness professionals It was the least shamey That experience could have been Yeah And
0: I I think that (laughs) I think that like A really important conversation here And a piece that we talk about a lot With like progressivism in general Is that a lot of times These are institutional issues Not necessarily individual issues. Like exactly. I don't. I think that every single individual person we talked to at that gym were fantastic, super nice. Like, so but they're nice. working and an, as part of a system that does not work. Which is, and and it, maybe uh, it works for. I mean, it works for what it's trying yeah. to do, which yeah. is to build like hard hard bodies.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know. So here's so here's what I will say. We. <laughs> got there at 3.45, we left at Six. 6 p.m., which was ridiculous. Um, And I, you know, we talked a lot about nutrition stuff, and actually, like, so here are the two reservations that I had going into a conversation about fitness and tr- nutrition mm. with a personal trainer. I don't care that I'm fat. Yeah. And I am vegan.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And those to a trainer are like the last thing that you want to hear. Because as I've said, I'm not going into me, I'm not going into re entering a gym environment with a weight loss goal. I'm going in with the intention of clearing my head. Right. If as a result, I end up losing weight, because Additionally, in addition to reincorporating fitness into my life, I'm choosing to eat better because I was doing a lot of emotional eating and it wasn't, it, it didn't make me feel good. And I know what kind of food makes me feel good and I'm going to go back to that food. The kind of food that makes me feel good is healthier. So I'm going to be working out more and I'm going to be eating better. Well. I will probably lose some weight.
0: Yeah, but the other side of this all, too, is something that I didn't really think about until we went to the grocery store today, which is when you're working out and your body's sore, you do need more protein. Yeah. But the thing is, like, what what is, like, what I didn't realize kind of makes this on a classist, on a classism level, like a... Um, and accessible for folks that basically my point is is like poverty shaming for not going working out or like not being in shape is kind of is like really fucked up and like going through this experience like is really making me realize that because like even if you're not vegan um getting protein rich foods are the more expensive foods mm-hmm. getting buying meat is the most expensive thing that you can do i mean you can eat a lot of eggs for oh, sure but even
1: that's not true that's not true. No, 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 no. The buying meat is not the most expensive thing you can do. Because here's why. No, no, no. And yeah, like no, yeah. n- because up I've been I ate meat more recently than you did. Right. And I also, when I was eating meat, was grocery shopping on a budget for myself. Mm-hmm. I spend way more on groceries now than I did when I ate meat. And that was partially me having formed habits and me knowing what kind of stuff to buy and the fact that I was shopping at a Mexican grocery store and I, and I would always buy the stuff that was on sale. But I spend, um, between the two of us, we spend about, I mean, recently we've been spending a lot of money on food, (laughs) like just a ridiculous amount of money on food. Our budget for the two of us, um, we set it at $80 a week we usually hit around 150 a week. When i was living by myself, when i was just buying food for myself and eating meat, i was spending between 30 and 50 dollars a week on food.
0: Well, I'm, and i've also had runs where i was vegan and really low income where i was spending like 20-30 a week on groceries just shopping yeah. at Aldi. But but i was only that's i th- this is what we were talking about in the car is like Um, you know, one of the guy was asking me about what I eat and like, you know, I like pasta, eat a lot of pasta. And frankly, it's the cheapest thing I make.
1: I do want to, can I feel, we can edit this out. I do want to call you out because you super lied to the trainer.
0: What did I say to the trainer? (laughs)
1: You way undersold how much pasta you eat. You were like, yeah, I eat pasta like twice a week. Motherfucker, you eat like exclusively pasta.
0: That's, I don't know about exclusively pasta. You
1: eat pasta every day. I
0: do eat pasta every day.
1: You said, you told him twice a week. I don't know. Do I eat pasta
0: every day? You eat pasta
1: every single day. We
0: don't buy that much pasta though.
1: You eat like ramen noodles. Oh yeah. Every single day. I do.
0: Well, and that's the cheapest thing.
1: I know. But my point is you undersold how much, how many noodles you eat.
0: Yeah. Here's what I'm here's what it was I'm, just
1: funny because I was sitting next to you and you were like, Yeah, peanut butter pasta. It's like a ton of veggies and like a little bit of pasta. And I'm like,
0: I also want to <laughs> comment like the other thing too about like you were talking about our personal budget. That's just been the last couple of weeks, like two weeks ago when we went to the play, we went to somewhere and spent like a lot was we got a bunch of like house stuff though too. Yeah. Like we've been pretty good about keeping it to $80 a week, honestly. Like across the board. I think that's kind of unfair to
1: No, I know. And I, I I wanna get back to the the gym tan the gym story, just because like I'm it's it's something that I it's something that I'm trying to reconcile with. Um and that is we, you know, we went through this personal training session um, I got a lot out of it um, and I'm deciding to, I'm deciding over the next three months that I'm going to work with a trainer once a week and also go to like a specialized class once a week just to kind of like jumpstart and like really solidify this habit of going to the gym and like... And, like, getting that back into my life because, honestly, like, it is so out of my routine that I think that's what I need.
0: Sure, yeah. And
1: I'm having a really hard time reconciling with that because we sat down at the desk and dude was like, over the next three months, I'm setting because they, like, oh, I had to, like, step on a scale and it was the fucking worst. Like, I haven't weighed myself in two years and I was perfectly happy not knowing how much I weighed. And now that I do, I'm like, Jesus H and like, anyway, so, um, what I will say is that he was like over the next three months, like there is a, like, I'm, you know, we got to set a, like a weight loss goal of like losing 6% body fat in three months, which he was like, he was like, it's, you know, it's going to be, you know, it's it's gonna be hard but it's absolutely doable and like in my mind i'm thinking to myself i don't care (laughs) like i'm gonna do i'm gonna i'm gonna go to the training sessions because i want to go because i want to get my head back into the realm of like taking care of myself and clearing my head and like really it's really something that i'm doing for myself and something that i do just for me yeah um Going to those training sessions, going to these classes, whatever, for three months. If I don't hit that 6% weight loss goal, I don't care.
0: Well, and that's the other... I guess that's the thing, too, is, like, I was comfortable. This is the reason why I was bringing up the budgeting thing. Is because we spent more on this last grocery trip because we had to get protein-rich foods. Because I'm so fucking sore. Like, I... Was going to the gym for two weeks and I was a little sore and I was manageable, but this is like, I can't get through my day, you know, and and the thing, the reason why I'm saying that is because like, I actually do feel like I have a decent understanding of macronutrients and carbs and proteins. Like the reason why I eat a carb rich diet is because I don't break down my muscles every day. You know, like, I don't need protein-rich foods, and it's affordable for me to eat carb-rich foods. Mm -hmm. And so, like, going and having to buy protein-rich foods because I'm tearing down muscle, which ultimately, like... It's, it's better to have bigger muscles, I guess, like for you burn more calories and whatever. Like ultimately, like in a year, I'm going to, that's a thing that you'll all recognize through my day to day. I'll be happier, like, and be able to function better and things like that. But what it means for me now is actually I'm making more drastic change because I'm burning, I'm breaking down muscle rather than just trying to just general, just bring weight down by doing calories in calories out. Because mm-hmm. there's there's two ways to really bring. Because I know for me, I do what, think that bringing like losing twenty pounds or something that would be really nice, just so that I'm like caring for functionality's sake.
1: That's a big thing that we talked about was was functionality, and I
0: appreciate so much that the that um, the person that we talked to um, was talking about it in that way and like super fantastic to talk about it and that's the thing is like that ultimately like it was the same goal but it's just the thing of how you get there and i feel like in a lot of ways like some folks love um breaking down muscles and being sore and there are times where i've loved that i was not looking for that experience out of my gym going experience
1: see i i I, I'm one of those people. I love being sore. Yeah. It was, you know, it, I was in a little over my head like two hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I was, like, laying in bed because I this is, like, my first night off in a while. And I, I was laying in bed and I wanted to get up because I had to pee. And I, like, couldn't get up. I, yeah. like, could not get up because yeah. my legs were so sore. But... I drank some water. I did some walking around. I'm feeling a little better. Like ultimately, like I'm glad that I'm sore because that's what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to, I used to be really flexible. I used to be like more agile and I, I just, I feel sluggish. My, my head is all cloudy. My anxiety has been not great. I like, I want to make a change in my life and that's literally all I want out of this well, and like and, yeah. I, and I'm going and I'm gonna eat better because at work most, most of my time is spent at work and the food at work it's like my options are I can take tomato slices and put them on two pieces of white bread and then put them in a panini press and it's just like it's me holding over so that I can stuff my face when I get home and that's not something that I want to do because yeah. I I like eating good food I like eating food that fuels my day i like eating food that makes me like and tomato sandwiches aren't fuel it's just filler and so like you know i'm making this commitment like right now i've got a pot of chili bubbling on the on the stove and like i'm gonna i'm gonna put you know i'm gonna put them in containers i'm gonna bring them to work with me and like it's that is something that i'm committing to doing because i want to i want to feel better i don't give a shit about losing weight I don't and and honestly like I love that I feel that way I love that I'm going into this not caring like if I come out of me adjusting my lifestyle and I look exactly the same I don't care yeah you got to talk into the mic
0: I'm sorry can I pause for a sec yeah yeah sorry so the reason I was looking into my computer we just took a chili break you mentioned journey that you've been making chili right yeah um sometimes logic pro even though I've been using it for a very long time um does something I just don't understand at all <laughs> at all and um and then I'm like okay well I gotta take a second to figure out why this is doing this and so the what I noticed right before we stopped recording was um the time elapsed just left <laughs> it was gone yeah. it was like I couldn't tell how long we'd been recording and that like that gave me like this weird anxiety I didn't know that I had. I'm realizing now that a lot of my anxiety has to do with time. Anyway, let's that's kind of <laughs> insight into the into yeah. the pause. Um so I know that we were just talking very thoughtfully. There's
1: um, there's just like one more point I want to make. Yeah. And that is like uh this is a lifestyle change that I'm making um And I feel like kind of a traitor to a cause that I feel very passionately about, and that is body positivity. Um, And it's like something that I'm really having trouble with. And like ultimately, I know that reincorporating fitness and eating better is going to positively impact my life. It's going to make me feel better in every way. Um, But... Um, like Can I they're... tell
0: you the thing that you said that before, like, and you said it before we started recording and you've said it since we've started, been recording that made me go, like, wow, no I, I really, truly believe that she's, no, like the way that she's thinking about this is, like a body positive, like st- like still very, like, true to yourself way of thinking about this mm. and that's when you said that, like, old, like you know, you're doing it for, for mental health, but the fact that I, you don't care about the other person's 6% body weight, body fat goal. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, the I, the fact that, you know, going to the gym more may coincide with weight loss, like, that's just the reality of it. But that's not your goal, right? Yeah, that's and that's not-
1: actually, that's something that I said, and just, like, FYI, to show you, like, how little I care about a weight loss goal. <laughs> I'm, like, eating bread while talking about it. Like, <laughs> like i even told him i i was like you know in this in this lifestyle change like weight loss is inconsequential to me like i don't care if i lose weight right and he was like oh well you know it'll help with mobility blah 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 and i'm like yeah okay but like
0: so will building muscle so will like just working out in general like like that's the really the, the thing and the reason why you're you're doing it is for those other things not because that's i that's the thing when i was saying that the structure is broken there's no way that we have for this this, or, this institution to talk about fitness that isn't this like you need to set a weight loss goal and reach that weight loss goal to hit the numbers that we've that society has deemed acceptable or not overweight and and every fraction of that was something that you bucked in conversation with him <laughs> like yeah. that's the thing is like it was not like you were there because your goals are to go to the gym more do it in an affordable way and you've you've been able to afford and have gotten a positive experience out of working with a trainer in the past. And like those are those are fair legitimate things and as long as you continue to like communicate how you're thinking about this in a way that's honest and open like I don't think you have anything to be to feel bad about. In the same way that like I I feel very similarly like I don't care what you or I look like at this point like that's not the point of this the point for for me especially is just and that's you know I think that's why uh, the 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 protein thing as a vegan is specifically frustrating to me because it is more expensive and it is expensive more expensive like that's the like I keep coming back to the fact that like I am low income and have been low income for a while and have been really poor for a while and I lost a ton of weight Doing it in a really unhealthy way by, Mm. like, not eating a lot and, like, eating, you know, uh, a meal a day and that being a very carb-heavy meal and then just my body burning through those carbs. So, like, the idea that...
1: Like, I think at one point you told me that you lost, like, 80 pounds because you were eating only one meal a day because that's all you could afford and then you also couldn't afford to refill your venture card and so you were just walking everywhere including downtown from edgewater
0: i never did the full thing um but yeah there were definitely some times that i had to get to a place and and needed to uh
1: just walk there
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was definitely a thing um and I mean, you know, I think that well, and
1: like, what a frustrating and like, you got all kinds of because I, I knew you at that point, mm-hmm. and you were getting all kinds of compliments, like, "Wow, you look so good," and like every that, time
0: though, I mean, like, do you remember must... I would always be like, "I'm not healthy."
1: Yeah, no, and like I remember, like, what a frustrating thing of like what i am doing is not sustainable like what i am doing is because i can't afford to nourish myself i am malnourished and and in the meantime you're also getting all these weird signals of like you look fantastic yeah
0: and it's like no i can't afford to eat as much as you can like i i am i am not eating well
1: i'm starving myself on accident (laughs) like I'm accidentally starving myself
0: and I was working a lot at the time that was the other thing too is that like a a big part of it too was um you know because there are of course low cost options that I could have been eating more probably but it was it was there were a long stretches of time that I was working and so I and I couldn't afford to find a way to eat during those long stretches of time and that's like such a weird I mean, and that's, you know, that's deeply influenced the way I think about food and think about fitness and think about weight loss and things like that now. And and also why, like, I don't, like, I think a lot about what I put into my body and how it, like, you know, that's, I think the thing is, like, You know, sitting down and talking about carb heavy meals like, yeah, dude, I eat a lot of carbs because it makes me feel full and it doesn't cost that much. You know, like revolutions and socialists have always poor folks have always loved bread because bread is affordable. It's like poor people's food. You know, we were joking around in the car like bread is will be there for you bread is loyal bread is affordable bread is accessible bread is there for you you can
1: go to a gas station with a dollar in your hand and walk out with a loaf of bread and it will feed you for two days
0: yeah absolutely absolutely and that person that can only afford the dollar loaf of bread they're skinny as fuck they're not healthy maybe and i'm not i'm not sitting over here trying to generalize poor folks like like maybe some folks really do exercise and find ways to get protein into their diet and stuff like that but it's just like this this whole thing is just so deeply like we don't recognize how much fitness and fitness goals and like weight loss is so deeply tied into how much you can afford it
1: cuz that's the thing is like basically the messages i was being sent at that gym were you will not meet your fitness goals. No, you will not meet the fitness goals that we are setting for you, unless you pay more. Yeah. And ultimately, I decided to go for it, but it was a decision on that I made separately. You
0: went into that. Uh, that's I think because another thing that you were. And I'm sorry to like we can edit this no. part of the show.
1: No, I want to talk about it. I want to. I want to. I want like, to go into this conversation. Transparently. Yeah. Because this is an issue that I feel very passionately about and I'm very insecure about it. And the fact that I have a platform to talk about those insecurities, I want to lay it all out on the table. So go I for think it.
0: that working with a fitness expert, there's nothing wrong with that. I think there's a real value to working with a fitness expert. And I think that one of the things you felt leaving it was that you had been sold on the experience of working with a fitness expert. But that's not, uh, First off, you went into that experience knowing that, and you had worked in the past, worked with a fitness expert, and you went into that experience knowing that that was something that you wanted to do, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, that's something that what you had room for. and And, frankly, the system that you've set up is the most affordable way to do it.
1: Yeah, because, well, they're letting me do a payment plan, and they're also letting me even though Daniel's not a member of this gym, they're letting Daniel come into these classes for free with me because I'm paying for them. Yeah. So essentially Daniel gets to piggyback on my Yeah. <laughs> on my fitness journey.
0: Yeah. And um and like that I think is ultimately why it all made sense, but you know that I don't think is that that is definitely an exception to the, to the other to the rule of what these structures can look like. You know, I mean, we were super honest with these folks. We were like, "Look, this is what we're up to. This is what we're about, and this is what we can afford." And and you know something to that's kind of where I'm coming to is that like it's not the individuals. You know, it's just the way these systems work.
1: Absolutely, because every single person that we talked to at that gym about setting up this system for me was very accommodating about where we were at. Kind,
0: thoughtful folks wanting to meet people where they're at. And I think that that's, that's ultimately like, you know, um, a lot of people like the thought, you know, I, I always think of like late capitalism memes and stuff like that, or like folks talking about like critiquing capitalism, but like, the thing is, like, that old saying of, like, there is no ethical consumption under capitalism is, like, extremely true like, we're all, you, we exist in a capitalist system like, and there is no ethical way to do it, and so that super applies to a lot of these systems, like, there is just it is just gonna come down to at some point a total restructure of these systems And, and I think that making the system work for you doesn't make you less of what you believe in i think like and i think that like i i don't know you know like karl marx paid rent <laughs> yeah you know like um uh i don't know radical folks worked jobs ever of course they did they were part of the systems that that they were critiquing
1: i'm really sorry we were having a conversation in the car of like How there's always, you know, with – so the macronutrients are protein, fat, and carbohydrates. And you're always told that carbohydrates are, you know, are turned into sugar and then, you know, put into your fat stores. And fat, you know, too much fat goes directly into your glycogen stores and blah, blah, blah. And you're never – and it's always like, you need more protein, you need more protein. And we were talking about, like, what happens when you eat too much protein? Like, does it just, like, go away? Like, can you... Is there, like, no limit to how much protein you can eat? And, yeah. And I just remembered that conversation that we had, and I looked it up. Um, <clears throat> so, I Googled, what happens when you eat too much protein? And Google's telling me, the first is that if you eat more protein than your body requires, it will simply convert most of those calories to sugar and then fat. So... No matter what you eat, no matter what you eat, it will, if you eat too much of it, it will convert it into sugar and then fat. Yeah. So, like, maybe just balance it out. <laughs> maybe just, like, find a nice little equilibrium, you right. know? And I
0: think, yeah, sorry, go ahead.
1: Because, you know, a, a very fruitful conversation that we had with dude at this gym um, was that, like... Each of these macronutrients do something good for you. Yeah. Carbohydrates give you energy. Yeah. Protein helps you rebuild systems. Like your body, your cells are made out of protein. And so if you have any sort of damage or any anything, protein can rebuild your systems. Yeah. And then fats, they are good for brain function. They're like the lubricant that make your systems work better. And so, finding an equal balance, like any honest to god any diet that favors any of those three macronutrients over the others, you're not doing your body, a, a, you're, you're doing your body a disservice.
0: Or at least if you're not considering like what your day to day thing is, you know, like I, that's kind of where I always kind of, cause I completely agree with you. The thing that I kind of always came to with the fact that like, I was justifying to myself that I was eating only, mainly carbs is that I was like, I'm not tearing down muscle, you know, like if I, the activity that I'm getting isn't making me feel sore you know like i would walk a lot but like you you know it takes a lot of walking to make you feel my point being here is that like like it really comes down to knowing what you're doing with your body that you need to 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 nutrient nutri whatever nutrition give give nutrients to nourish there you go Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, and I just... I, I think that, like, going anywhere other than that with, like, shaming what you eat, like, is just shitty and fucked up. And we've been recording this for now 40 minutes.
1: I think that's okay. Yeah,
0: I'm just, like, checking in. Because I know that there there was... Well, I mean...
1: Yeah, I think that... um I don't know. Because, like... The fact that these macronutrients are supposed to be what, you know, all three of them, it seems, are equally important. Like I know that when I first went vegan, I wasn't getting enough protein and my hair started thinning and I wasn't feeling well and I found myself like really craving animal protein because my body was just like, like you, like my body was just like craving it. I wasn't, I wasn't consuming enough protein, but then once I started incorporating more plant protein, you know, eating quinoa, eating more beans, eating, you know, more leafy greens. Like I immediately started feeling better. And so like and I that was when I wasn't working out. Mm-hmm. I was on my feet all day, but, you know, nothing was damp. You know, I wasn't damaged by anything. And so I think that you just need like normal your body goes through normal wear and tear. And this isn't me lecture you know, telling you that you're an idiot or anything. No,
0: I I'm really where I'm coming from is like I like eating pasta. And like yeah. that's never gonna be something I don't do. And like I, I like and you I You should
1: I, eat pasta if it makes you happy.
0: And and but also like I think that I don't know, like I, I think that I think that we just need to not I think that we need to not treat each other like shit about what we eat.
1: Yeah. Well, so where I was coming from earlier with like you, <coughs> with you not being entirely truthful with dude at the gym about like, Oh yeah, you know, I eat maybe like twice or three well, times because a week.
0: I felt shame. That's
1: the thing. That's the thing. Yeah. Though. But what I will say on your end is like, if you, if you know, if you had said, here's what I eat. He would have been like, that's bad for you. If you are truly confident and it truly makes you feel good to eat mainly pasta, you got to stick by it. Like, because when I was talking about my nutrition, I was like, yeah, I'll eat like a protein bar in the morning and then a weird tomato sandwich. And then I'll eat like a big salad for dinner and like maybe something weird in the afternoon. Like I was very, like I was forthcoming about my, about my diet being weird and catch as catch can because like that's where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I want to change. And so I was like, I was like, if I'm going to get the most honest assessment from this fitness professional, I'm going to be the, I'm going to be very upfront about it. And If you want to get an honest assessment, you also need to be upfront about it. And that's not to say that, you know, that's not to say that you need to change what you're eating. Because if it makes you happy, then don't fucking change it. Because you should do what makes you happy because life is short. And if eating pasta makes you happy, then eat pasta. Who gives a shit? But, like, own up to it. Be like i'm daniel johansson i eat mainly pasta i'm a pasta boy <laughs> daniel johansson pasta boy yeah that's oh, me yeah.
0: that's definitely me
1: yeah so like and you know if he's shaming weird about it just be like yeah I'm, you know that's why i'm here is because i want to eat pasta and in order and i you know and i
0: gotta burn off those carbs
1: gotta burn off the carbs so that's why i'm here and who gives a shit? Because at the end of the day, you can just exit that conversation.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um.
1: And that goes for anybody. Like, I don't know. I think that I, this whole episode is going to be about... Yeah. That's it, it, just what it's going to be, be about. If you're listening to this and you're like, damn," like, I've got some real food shame. Like, I... I've been through the fucking ringer of like weird, shamey diet culture. Like I was on Weight Watchers for a million years, and like had it. it took two years of of rethinking how food works in order for me to stop thinking in points, Mm -hmm. and like it's it's really what's up?
0: Just a little further away. We got Michael closer. Okay,
1: sorry. Um it it takes a lot to to undo all that shit and if you're if you're in the thick of it like i've i've been there and it's terrible and i'm sorry and like it takes a lot of work but i think that the first thing that you need to do is be like what do i eat that makes me happy and makes me feel good and you just have to go I think you just have to follow that. If not eating, if, if eating carbs makes you feel like shit, then eat less carbs. Mm -hmm. If eating, you know, if, if, if being a pasta boy makes you so happy, then be a pasta boy, be a pasta girl who get, who be a pasta person who cares? Like just follow, follow your food bliss because at the end of the day, you only have yourself to answer to.
0: Mm-hmm. And, I agree.
1: Yeah. So like, And
0: it's, I, I've found, and obviously this isn't like a rule of thumb, but it's when you start making these things um, bigger than they are, when you start tying them to emotions, you know? Like, yeah, I eat a lot of pasta, but like I also don't like there were times where like I can sit I here's the here's the bar, right? I can sit and eat a box of pasta by myself comfortably. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll feel pretty full afterwards. But like I can do that. But there I don't do that. I used to. <laughs> like I very much used to. Mm-hmm. But I don't do that anymore. I'm I'm capable of eating half a box of pasta and saving the other half for the next day. Yeah. And and so my point here being is that like there's a big difference between like Daniel's Uh, had a really long day and is feeling sad and wants to eat an entire box of pasta so he does it and Daniel enjoying eating pasta every day so he's going to have a reasonable amount of pasta for his body and that's just going to be it but it's it's when it's any of any of these things when you tie them you know if you want to like get into fucking really get into poverty shaming and start talking about fast food like fucking, if you want to critique folks for eating fat, fatty foods, like first off, fuck you. But also, like, if you like fatty foods, like you know what you're doing. And like, if you, there are ways to, there are ways to eat Taco Bell every day healthily. From I, I truly believe that. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that there is a way. I truly believe that every food item out there. I mean, short of like just like straight up chemically engineered, not chem. chem or like anything at the
1: chemicals. cheesecake factory.
0: You know what I'm saying, like <laughs> yeah. things that are just like so so terrible for you that like don't maybe like you know like those Velveeta mac and cheese fried bites that we saw today or Irish you probably nachos. Can't just eat that, yeah.
1: If you eat, if you if you sit down and eat Irish nachos,
0: so talk, run me through again real quick what was in the Irish nachos because it was.
1: So they were they were fried potato triangles <laughs> with bacon and cheese. And probably Guinness because they were. It was like it was like it was Guinness like Guinness brand. brand. Yeah. Irish nachos, and I've seen those before. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen I've seen those like around St. Patrick's Day or like at Irish. There are a lot of like Irish themed bars in Milwaukee, yeah. and they'll have like oh oh top of the morning have some Irish nachos, and it's like just a. Just a plate of misery, <laughs> <laughs> and like so, like you know, uh, maybe don't eat that. <laughs> eat it for other it, reasons. Eat it, like. it, and not not for not for nutritional sake, but just for like you know, it's bad. <laughs> this is a bad idea. It's just bad. And This is a
0: person with Irish in their My blood saying
1: is- it. My name, my name is fucking Maureen. Like yeah. I, this as uh, coming to you, coming to you from daughter of Aileen, sister of Patrick. Don't eat Irish nachos, fucking don't. <laughs> so good. Take a step <laughs> oh back. My God.
0: Yeah, and I, I think that's really uh, that. I guess is ultimately my point is just like it doesn't.
1: <laughs> good food
0: eat food that you love
1: yeah find
0: a way that you and find a way that that you can do that comfortably like whatever that means to you you know like i love pasta and i'm gonna eat it forever but i'm not gonna i'm gonna try and do it in a way that i don't feel sad afterwards yeah and i think that's like
1: food shouldn't make you sad
0: yeah figure out what that means to you what the, your equivalent is you know like people however you want to communicate that like
1: if you want to eat ice cream eat ice cream yeah, but like be happy about it yeah
0: the body's a, a flexible being you know I mean like obviously allergies are a thing and like obviously like, there are tons of reasons why you can't eat certain things but like it, you no, know but
1: that's what I mean eat what makes you happy like if you're allergic to something and yeah. you eat it you're not gonna be happy afterward cause you're gonna have to give yourself an EpiPen injection
0: um can we shout the fuck out to Halo Top Ice Cream
1: oh my god yes oh damn it so, we, I, so, we went, ve- we, we were vegan at, at, like, the genesis of Halo Top. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so we were, like, you know, we were, like, oh damn, 300 calorie ice cream pints. That's, like, a goddamn miracle. Too bad that there's a whole lot of cow juice in there. Not anymore. <laughs>
0: No, we got the non-dairy halo top. It's very good.
1: It's very good.
0: Very good. Well, and
1: we were looking at the nutritional info, and there's like a fuck ton of fiber in there. Yeah. God damn, give me some fiber, and I'm a happy camper.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: I thought fiber was a ma- macronutrient. That's how much I care about fiber. I was like, yeah, protein, carbs, fiber. He was like, not fiber, fat. And I'm like, oh, okay.
0: Well, and the thing for me is like. I have had, every morning, a nice-sized poop. Like, very good, very consistent system for two years now, I think. Maybe a year and a half. When did it start? Because I I know we've talked about this. When did I get the Squatty Potty?
1: Oh, we got the Squatty Potty actually probably about a year ago. Because we experienced the Squatty Potty for the first time at um our airbnb in brooklyn
0: that's right so it's all oh, it's been a year um i but for the last year and like you know my diet has been my diet like that's i think that's the main reason why like i'm like i'm not gonna change my diet too much like i'm gonna i want to incorporate more protein because i'm sore as fuck because i'm because i'm sore <laughs> i'm so mad about it but, like, the, besides that, like, I feel pretty confident about my diet in the way that I eat now. And, like, it's mostly because, like, I've worked really hard. Because I like, I enjoy having a really good poop. Like, it's, it's very important to me. And, like, I, you know, I've got the receipts, you know. Like, you want to talk to me about my diet? I will send you a picture of my, like, foot and a half long poop every morning. <laughs> like, clockwork. It's 9 o'clock. Daniel is pooping a good poop. Poop. Good boy poop.
1: Can we put like a a timestamp in the description of when you start talking in detail about your poops?
0: Yeah, 50 minutes or something like that.
1: No, it was before 50 minutes. Really? It's it been was, this long? Yeah, no, you've been talking about poop for like three minutes.
0: I just... It's, it's just, like
1: around 49 minutes. <laughs> I'm
0: just really proud of it. And I think that's kind of where I like... I don't know. There's, like, a lot of vegan memes about that, actually. Which is kind of why I was, like, so willing to be cavalier about it. It's just because, like, it does that for you. I don't know what it is about um being vegan, but, man, do you poop good. Yeah. Just such good. Such good shit. Um, <laughs> I did not mean to do that.
1: Ooh! This is exciting. So I know that you wanted to talk about politics. Can I just do one really... So, uh, today, April 3rd... Was the, um, today, April 3rd was, were the Wisconsin primaries. Nice. Um, and there was a, of, of, an action item. Referendum
0: Uh, maybe? Kind of like. I don't know.
1: It wasn't a referendum. It was like, it was a vote to eliminate the office of the state treasurer. Wow. Yeah. And it was not at, it was not. Widely known that that was going to be on the ballot. Um, and so, like, amazing, 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 amazing political organizers in Wisconsin. Oh no, the heater. I'll make it quick. Uh, really, really did this like guerrilla campaign of like, like, vote, like, you know, vote to keep the, you know, the treasurer, the state, the office of the treasurer intact. Like, do it, do it, do it. Go out in there and vote, blah, blah, blah. Office of the State Treasurer, intact. Nice. So on Wisconsin forward, etc. Cheese. Hell yeah.
0: Um, I would be willing to do another um state like primary uh, rundown of Wisconsin if that's something that folks would be interested in trying to figure out. Maybe and track down that.
1: Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would get in touch with like Sarah Pearson
0: well even um just going through like the thing that was the most fruitful to me at this point with what like coming from a post-primary angle is really looking at which i'm gonna plug this now looking at the results of who the nominees are because the the fact of the matter is that like short of there was one there was one exception where there was like a socialist like a like a black socialist running for a republican seat wasn't there somewhere
1: i have no idea
0: you mentioned that to me. If anybody knows what I'm talking about, let me know. But besides that, like general rule of thumb, twenty eighteen, like we want to get Democrats in office, I think. You know, I think that people that listen to this show want to get Democrats in office. Yeah. So like you know, obviously, like there are some Democrats that are not as progressive as others. Um, there's some Democrats that uh we don't want to support, but you know, uh there's nothing we can do between uh, the primary and the general election, so um
1: Yeah
0: that's the system folks let's work with it so that's i'm something i'm willing to do is like go through and find out who we need to look at and keep an eye on because they're running against incumbents and that's super important yeah because we know a lot of folks that live in wisconsin and probably a lot of folks that we know in chicago know a lot of folks that live in wisconsin
1: yeah i think yeah we'll probably end up doing another um primary rundown i think that would be fruitful.
0: Yeah, and if you want to check out the one from uh Chicago area, um that's totally on the site somewhere. You can find it just, just go onto the local politics section. Um the other thing I really want to make sure to mention, something I really love talking about, um is tomorrow is the 50th anniversary of Martin Luther King Jr.'s assassination.
1: You love talking about
0: it? I don't love talking about it. I just want to mention it because um uh you know, for all the um other white folks that listen, um, you know, his legacy and the things that he had to say. A lot of times, uh folks uh this is a, a common critique of of our way of looking at it, uh can be limited and cherry picked and you know, whatever however you want to put it. Um so go listen and or read something else that you haven't read from him. That's my that's my kind of like one minute plug i'm plugging something by martin luther king jr that you haven't read you know what i'm actually probably gonna now that we're talking about this i'm gonna find my copy of his this book where is it
1: while you're looking for it i want to plug writing to your represent your elected officials and be and reminding them that it is the 50th anniversary of the mlk assassination and that somehow um individuals have easy access to Guns. Yeah. So that's yeah, my, That's a pretty good one. That's my one-minute plug: is uh is remind elected officials that people are still that public figures are still being shot dead in public.
0: Yeah, um, that was something that uh, Chris Kennedy talked about a lot. I, you know, I really, I actually really liked Chris Kennedy, and like, I like Biss, and I voted for Biss, and it's just a shame that they were running at the same time, and. I'm sorry, that's, like, super not relevant to anything, and I'm sure somebody... Ju- I just ruffled somebody's feathers, so, like, let's talk about it. Fucking, yeah, if you want to talk about more about, like, the whole Chris Kennedy, Daniel Biss thing, I'm super here for that. Um, there were things that I liked about both of them, there were things I didn't like about either of them, and, it you know, I, I, I think that the way things kind of shook out was unfortunate, but one of the things, the reason why I'm going into this thing and i've already forgotten it by the fact that my tangent was thoughtful to myself only um was that uh he basically he mentioned this that was one of his talking points was that like you know um his oh fuck how are they related because you corrected me on this already he his uncle was jfk right
1: and his father was robert Kennedy, right who right. was who was also assassinated
0: yeah and and like yeah um his that comment was directly in response to something that gene ives said (sighs) anyway um i'm gonna take a quick i want to find this book uh death of a king by tavis smiley with david ritz the real story of dr martin luther king jr's final year it's something i picked up like years ago and just like haven't actually this is so so imperfect like like representation of what i'm talking about like this is just this kind of work is something that we need to do. You know, I mean, in a lot of ways, I've I've w- the reason why I picked it out was because, um, there have been folks that have said that his last year was when he said some of his most radical things and and um, uh, supported and and made cases for some of his most radical thoughts. Um, so uh, you know, I think that, uh, I recommend that book. Um, haven't read it yet, but I'm gonna. <laughs> And I'll report back. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think go read something that you haven't by uh, Dr. King. It's my, is cool. my uh, plug. Great. Cool. Thank you all so much for listening. I've been Daniel Johansson.
1: I continue to be Maureen Smith.
0: If you want to keep up with what we are up to, there are so many ways that you can do that. The first is to hover to scopymag.com. That's our website. We post all of our articles there as well as all of our podcast episodes. Um, if you want to keep up with what we're up to, there are a lot of ways you can do that. The first is to have two. Did I just, did I just say that?
1: Yeah. Why are you so bad at this now?
0: (laughs) I don't know. Um, we have a really cool social media space called sounding board. It's a Facebook group. Um, if you want to get added to it, uh, You can shoot either Maureen, me, or the Facebook page and message, um, or if you can't find it that is, just search for it. You should be able to add yourself then. Um, Otherwise, you can find our Facebook page, Scoppy Magazine. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr under Mag, and uh, all the podcast places under Scoppy Radio.
1: And as always, I'm here to emphasize the importance of donations. We run on a shoestring budget. Everything that we've been able to do up to this point has been through your generosity. So first of all, thank you so much. Second of all, we could use a little bit more help. If you're in a position to give, you can head to our website, scopymag.com, and go to our donate section. There are a couple ways that you can give. First of all, If you, you can give, on. (laughs) I insulted you and now I'm, now I'm fucking on my bit. It's like
0: not easy, you
1: know? Yeah. No, I know. Um... If you you can make a one-time donation, if you choose to do that, you will have our eternal gratitude. Otherwise, for as little as $5 a month, you can support our mission of uplifting local arts and independent media. If you're interested in advertising opportunities, please feel free to reach out to us at scopymag at gmail.com. So, give a little, give a lot, and if you can't give, then listen, participate, and share.
0: Cool. Thanks again so much for listening. Go out and make something.
1: Yep.